This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Africa Climate Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Mbogwa. We are still talking about empowering children to conserve biodiversity and the environment. A report released last month, August 2021, on climate crisis and children by the United Nations Children's Fund, UNICEF, notes that today's children and young people face an uncertain future because of the impacts of climate change. Globally, almost every child on Earth is exposed to at least one climate and environmental hazard, shock or stress, such as heat waves, cyclones, air pollution, flooding and water scarcity, creating an incredible challenging environment for children to live, play and thrive. In Africa, young people living in the Central African Republic, Chad, Nigeria, Guinea and Guinea-Bissau are the most at risk. In Kenya's Gekambura Primary School, located in Kikuyu sub-county, Kiambu County, an environmental patron, Mr. Paul Njoroge, is equipping peoples with green skills, skills critical for the adaptation to future impacts of climate change. 14-year-old Erika Nduta, whose love for nature was instilled by her grandfather, tells what she has learned on the need to protect the environment. First, we have to protect it because many of the resources are from the environment like food and because we we need a good place for like building houses we need a clean environment for example for the wild animals if they are not trees the wild animals will not have a good home because this environment is our future most of the things are about the environment mm. they teach more children about the conservation of the environment climate change associates with the environment because for example if the trees are cut there will be no rain because you see these long trees have to, to attract rain so it will really affect i love nature i like game parks planting of trees because when we have trees there's soil conservation because there's no soil erosion we get a lot of food for example if we want to cook we have the trees that provide wood for for cooking my grandfather used to teach me how to plant trees so that we can have shade so that we can have fruits that's why I loved also being in the environmental club. I really have many cousins, so I teach them to plant trees because they really like fruits. So they like planting trees because of fruits, because of shade and many other things, mm -hmm. and because of wildlife most. I planted trees like when we, we were closed because of Corona. I used to plant trees with my neighbors, some of because of shade, others for fruits. Nduta is among 600 people at Kekambura Primary School learning from Mr. Njoroge to plant and care for these trees. Njoroge, the school environmental club patron, tells us where the school's sustainability journey began. I came to this place 2008. And uh, being a semi-arid area, we met a challenge of uh, dryness, of the place and I started the project of tree planting and I established a tree nursery. But still there was a challenge of uh, metered water. So I started collecting rainwater from the roofs of classrooms. And I got a donor who donated a storage tank and then I was able to start a tree nursery. Then later on, Kenya Rainwater Association joined in they dug for us the water pan and they do donated a 10,000 liters tank. And then 
we were able to store more water. So using that water, we have been able to sustain the school forest where we get the firewood because we have a feeding program in the school and we our GCOs are improved types which are energy efficient and we are using very little firewood and very small sizes and because they are conserving the heat we only need to light the fire and even overnight the fire doesn't go off because the GCO is made of bricks and it conserves a lot of heat so we cut only two trees and they take us for a whole time. And then when it rains, we replace by planting young seedlings to replace the ones which have been cut. So our school is very green with the forest. And also there was a time we harvested trees from our, one of our forests and we were able to connect our school to electricity supply. We got that money from selling the trees from our forest. We were able to get over 50,000 and by then, electricity to install to our school was costing 35000 And that was 2009. Our school was already connected to electricity. So uh, we have benefited so much from our tree nursery uh, as far as conservation of environment. There was also a time I gave all the pupils from class 4 to 8 three seedlings to go and plant at home because we had met a challenge of when we planted seedlings in the school compound, they were being uprooted and stolen overnight. So I realized that even the neighbors need the seedlings to plant. So our three nursery in the school, we started selling the seedlings to the neighboring and giving the pupils in the school some seedlings to go and plant at home. Since we started giving them, they stopped now uh, stealing or uprooting overnight in the school and they are now the ones who take care of the trees planted in the compound. Located in a semi-arid area, the school runs into a challenge feeding vegetables to its 600 peoples. Given the school has been harvesting rainwater from the school building roofs, the management decided to establish a vegetable and fruit garden. This semester, Miti Alliance has installed a drip irrigation kit. The peoples plant their vegetables and cater for them as part of the learning process on biodiversity protection. In return, the school has a steady vegetable and fruit supply throughout the year. Because of the water we have harvested from the roofs in, the, in our water pan, we have started a kitchen garden. Which, because in the school we have a feeding program. Now we are planting vegetables to supply to our kitchen. Using that rainwater, which is free of change, we have harvested from the roofs of our classrooms. In our kitchen garden, we have fruit seedlings, about eight different types. We have popos, we have avocados, we have guavas, we have passion fruits, uh, we have mangoes, we have quite several varieties. Mm. Now we are planting vegetables mm. so that we make good use of the harvested rainwater in our water pan. Mm -hmm. The water pan is 17 foot by 11 foot and the depth is 6 foot. So we store about uh, 50 cubic meters of water. But it is not just about planting trees and vegetables. George Kiari, a 14-year-old standard eight people, says the club has exposed them to game parks, visits and adventures. In every time we come and plant trees, in every week there are some people who come and water the plants and 
mulch them and keep them well. After doing all the resources, we are taken for a trip. We are taken to the game parks. We go and enjoy ourselves. Planting of trees, we have more rain. We are getting more food. We are getting more crops. I've, I've loved a lot of the planting of trees of land. When we are going to the game parks, we are studying and even at home, I've taught my little brothers and sisters, my cousins, uh, all the children in our neighborhood, I've taught them how to plant trees to conserve the, the, the crops. I've taught them how to mulch yeah, so that they can't be attacked by, by pests. I've planted an avocado tree, a rose flower, it's at home, I'm conserving it. After leaving the school, if I go to a secondary school, I'll go and teach the people who, who I'll meet there. If they have never been a part of, a, of the environmental club, I'll go and teach them how to conserve the environment. I'll teach them how to plant trees to conserve our crops, everything that I've been taught in school. Due to human activities, every decade is turning out to be the warmest on the record. Jeroge says, though these children has contributed the least to global warming, equipping this future generation with green skills is the answer to adapting to future climate impacts. In conservation of environment, I do understand that our forest cover in the Republic, it is required to reach a range of 10%. But now we are below 10% forest cover. And we find that sometimes the, our place is very dry, so we need trees. And most of the pupils, even at home, they use ordinary jikos where they need firewood. And uh, therefore, that is why I decided that with a tree nursery, we can be able to train them to grow trees to help them to meet their domestic needs and also conserving the environment and attracting rainfall and beautifying the landscape. Uh, the children have a, have a wrong future because they are the young generations. And when they acquire the skills, like when they are young, they will have more time to cater for our country and take it to greater heights of prosperity. I work with a small number per class, about five pupils per class. But uh, I have seen now, anytime we have a project activity, even the ones which are not members, they are willing to join us. And all the time they keep on asking me to recruit them in my club because they, they find it very enjoyable. And when one of the fruit trees have bared some fruits and we pick them and I distribute it to them, which motivate them as they pick fruits and eat. I do it because environment is a very rich resource as far as food production is concerned and taking care of the environment. And the environment has all what we need. Uh, the home habitat for animals, uh, producing food. Environment is very rich, has all what a human beings need and the animals. Mm. So I call everybody to join us and continue conserving the environment for the future. And these children are the future. They have a lot in store for this country. The reason Sushil's Amaro, a 16-year-old from Pelimanda International, distributed about 2,500 seed balls to Kekambura primary school peoples. 
The seed balls are coated with a mixture of biochar, which helps sustain water around the seed, aiding its germination and growth. What I was doing was distributing seed balls because, like, I believe, like, the, the, these people, along with myself, are like the future of tomorrow. So, if we like educate these people at this very young age, it's much easier, like, to give the right idea into their head rather than going for, let's say, the much elder population, because. These people, they're open to new things and we can actually make a huge change. So what we did was that we planted a few right now and we gave them a few seed balls to take home and then like plant wherever they want in their shambas, in their farms, uh, around their house. Basically, what we're trying to do is like bring back the traditional African indigenous trees back into our population. Because like what happens these days are these trees, they don't flourish in the wild as they used to. So what we can do is that we can try to make them grow again. Miti Alliance, a social enterprise focusing on planting and growing trees across schools, has worked with Gekampura Primary School pupils to plant tree nurseries and vegetable garden. What has Kyari and Duta learned from its founder, Michael Wayaki? He has inspired me because he has been volunteering to assist us. Him as a human, he has been taking his precious time that he would have gone and done something else, but he was coming in this particular school to come and assist us. So when I grow up, I would even really like to be just like him. He's my role model to assist other schools, other children to fundraise the school and love the environmental club as I have loved it. Parts of wildlife, he has taught us about hyenas, the way they eat those rotten things so that the environment should stay clean. He has also inspired us because he comes and gives us a free environment trip. So we learn more about environment, the conservation. Like, I think it's last month that he came, gave us seeds so that we can go and plant and know more about environment. Like the way he's coming here and making this kitchen garden that will help us very much. Now, when I go to secondary, I would like to inspire other pupils, show them about the conservation of environment. And when I grow up, I would like to go to different types of school, showing the pupils conservation of the environment. And that is all we have for you today. Remember, as UNICEF report quotes, these children are the least responsible for climate change. Whatever you do, remember, you have a duty to all young people and future generations globally. I will see you next Tuesday for a wrap-up on children and biodiversity. But before then, please listen to our many, many other episodes available on Spotify, Google, Apple, and our website, www.africaclimateconversations.com. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Africa Climate Conversations. Kindly follow us and let us interact there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week on Tuesday, Kwaheri, my name is Sophie Mbukwa. Inaendeshwa na Afripods.